I knew it was bigger. I knew that there were more people out there that needed my help and my support and just my connections because I love to make those connections for people and I love to see what happens. Hello, you lovely humans. Welcome to the Live Outrageously with Lady Grey podcast. I'm your hostess, Lady Grey, and I have had the great honor to interview a number of super inspiring world changers about how they live outrageously. So we're going to share about how they push boundaries, they fight for change, and how they seriously shake up the status quo. Friends, I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest today, Dr. Shelley Hipsky. Dr. Shelley is the CEO of Inspiring Lives International. The American Chronicle called her a top entrepreneur in the U.S., and the Huffington Post categorizes her as a fierce woman. She is the president of the nonprofit The Global Sisterhood, a charity that guides and supports women and girls toward their dreams and goals. She's earned the titles of Entrepreneur of the Year in Inspiration and Empowerment, the Women of Achievement Award, Best Women in Business, and VIP Woman of the Year. Three of her 13 published books earned international bestseller status, and she is a former tenured professor and the host of Inspiring Lives with Dr. Shelley on NBC. This powerful entrepreneur and influencer is the founder and editor-in-chief of Inspiring Lives magazine, the magazine for empowering women, and she is delighted to announce her new book, Ball Gowns to Yoga Pants, Entrepreneurial Secrets to Create Your Dream Business and Brand. Welcome, 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 Dr. Shelley. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Lady Gray. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome to the busiest woman other than myself that I know. <laughs> the moms juggling many hats. So we're here, obviously, today to talk about your outrageous and very inspiring journey. So a lot of us that are listening kind of know you for your writing and your teaching, but I wanted to kind of give you the opportunity to kick things off by talking about maybe some moments or some memories or achievements that you are most proud of. So I'm most proud of the two kiddos that I birthed. <laughs> being being mom Amen. is the biggest, best title I ever could have ha- imagined. Um, I have been awarded everything from the Best Businesswoman Award to Entrepreneur of the Year Award when I was a tenured professor. So I, I have a lot of those titles that I've held over the years and honors, but really, it, it really boils down to I am a, a mompreneur at heart and I, I love my kiddos and I, I want to give them the, the best possible life while also monetizing my own personal passion and mission, which is to help women around the world. That's wonderful. And that's part of why you're here today. Exactly. (laughs) And also while we're on family, I just wanted to give my own shout out to Mr. Ken, your husband, (laughs) because he is on the front lines uh, fighting COVID. Uh, How long has it been since you've seen him? Oh, this stint has been about two months, um, but there were uh, many, many, too too many. I mean, you know, we're we're in month nine now, I believe. So there's been just a handful of times that I've actually been able to be with my husband in person, looking into his beautiful eyes and (laughs) being able to chat with him. Um, He is a cardiologist. He does pacemaker surgeries. 
and um, he was needed in a different state. And so he lives at our lake house during the week and, and has been really just like you said, in the trenches um, this weekend, he was working on the COVID floor, getting up and at four o'clock in the morning, he was out the door and, and working on the COVID floor all day. And then at night, he's been doing food and supply deliveries to the people that are sick that he works with. He a lot of the the nurses and doctors have gotten sick and office workers. Ken took it upon himself to to go and, and do those delivery rounds and whatever minimal free time he has right now. So he's just, he's an angel. He's, he's an amazing man. Definitely one of our heroes. And, and frankly, you are too for yeah. sacrificing your relationship oh. and everything for however many months so that people had access to him. So from our family to yours, thank you for that. Bless you. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have two kids at home right now doing school? I do. I've got two kids at home, a girl child and <laughs> my daughter, <laughs> Alyssa, who is, you know, 13 going on 32. And then um, I've got Jacob, who is just amazing little dude. And we're, I'm, I'm loving, I there, there are days when I'm loving the homeschooling part of the COVID. And then there are days that I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> how am I going to run my nonprofit, the Global Sisterhood and the company that I run, Inspiring Lives International and and keep it all together with all the podcasts and the, the author interviews and things like that. But it's just, it's it's a blessing to be able to pour into my kiddos in this way. Being a mompreneur with work-life balance and not having, you know, your hubby there to kind of lend a hand with your usual way of doing things. I mean, you've got sort of like a triple whammy. <laughs> so I do. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's a juggling act, but you know, I always looked at being a mompreneur as like a circus, um, a three ring circus, in fact, and I've got my family in one ring and I've got the, the work that I do and that in another ring and then self-care balance in the other ring. And, you know, sometimes as the ringleader, we have to be like, okay, everybody set your attentions over in this ring. Don't pay no attention to what's going on <laughs> over in there with the clowns. <laughs> right, right. And in the midst of all of this, you've written another book, right? So, yes, yes, indeed. So Ball Gowns to Yoga Pants, Entrepreneurial Secrets for Creating Your Dream Business and Brand. And I was beyond delighted that, you know, this is my 13th book. Um, I was able to uh, get get some fabulous awards before it even, like, hit the shelves. And then it went internationally. It went bestseller with... Um, the number one bestseller in all of India on Amazon. I was mind blown by that. It's such an honor to be read by women entrepreneurs here in the States, but for it just to, to take on a life of its own and be able to support the, the other women entrepreneurs internationally has been a real blessing. To Why me. do you think that this book is so important globally to women? I think because it's relatable and I think that they can read the story and see that my path to entrepreneurship wasn't a straight, comfortable one. It was all over the place. I had so many twists and turns in this journey, but I got to the other side and as a former 
university researcher, I delved into how did all these other entrepreneurs make it from a dream to a reality. And then many of them went on to make them multi-million dollar businesses. So I really sunk my teeth into that research. I put my own stories in. I ask a lot of inquiry-based questions so that when you're done reading Ball Gowns to Yoga Pants, you have a map, an action plan, a blueprint for your business to be a success and for your brand to be known internationally like mine has become. Well, and I think it's really important too. We're talking about women and empowerment and starting their own businesses and and maybe, you know, either leaving a 9 to 5 job or going back into the workplace. And it seems to me like the relevance of the book is global because there's this surge of women's empowerment happening right now. Absolutely. I keep doing these interviews. So many of them had said, said, how did you know? When you wrote Ball Gowns to Yoga Pants, how did you know we were all going to be like going from getting glammed up and then getting into our yoga pants and doing interviews <laughs> in our yoga pants and, and just having to do this whole mindset shift where you don't have to be in a power suit. With COVID, so many of us are now working from home or we're wanting to be able to work from home and we want to be able to wear what we want to wear and do what we want to do and and make a, a difference in the world. And many of my readers and people that I work with as VIP one-on-ones through my Empower You Masterclass, they are really heart-centered entrepreneurs, people that really have huge hearts for giving back and, and pouring into other people with their knowledge and their gifts. And so I, I think that people are just gravitating towards how do I do it? You know, we all got that why. And many of us have identified what our why is for creating a business. Uh, this Ballgowns to Yoga Pants really gets to that how. And that's the question on everybody's mind. How am I going to make money doing what I love? I'm also struck by the fact that unless you've gone to school for business, there are few tools out there that really are accessible like this book that you can sit and read in your yoga pants at home, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And end with some kind of quantifiable plan for your own business or your brand or, or whatever it is that you're looking to start. So I really appreciate that. And I also appreciate the heart-centered focus that you have. I really am struck by the work that you do with Global Sisterhood. And, and that's originally how we met uh, yes. at the gala. So talk to me a little bit more, I guess, about some of the global work that you're doing or what you're seeing right now. I, you know, I don't know how it's shifted with the pandemic and what the needs are around the world that you're seeing. Oh my goodness. There's so many needs, but it's been such a blessing to lead the Global Sisterhood through this time period, through, through any time period in history that, that I have been able to help. The Global Sisterhood has been wonderful, but right now there's just such extreme need from our sisters from Pakistan to Africa. And we've been able to, to step up to that challenge and be able to help them. And these women come to us and say, you know, I have a very specific need. We identify that need and kind of vet them to make sure that it's, you know, something that, that we can pour into with either time, energy, funds, 
And there's been so many of those that have popped up during our COVID experience. Throughout it, we've been able to do all kinds of things from our Mental Health Awareness Day, which helped with women that are experiencing homelessness, women that are experiencing domestic violence. The domestic violence was really surging during the beginning of COVID. And John Diaz of Milagros Day Worldwide has been a longtime charity partnership with the Global Sisterhood. And she came to us with with a need for getting funds to help with bringing all the therapeutic aspects and training for these women that were potentially entrapped (laughs) during lockdown with their person who was an abuser. So we were able to, to provide that for our sisters in Africa. We have a whole business and entrepreneurship school there in Tanzania. And we were able to get them the amount of funds to to make over a thousand masks, to get clean water in the area that they're in there, because hygiene is the utmost importance right now. And with Nepal, we were able to create a global sister tea house in Nepal with Dr. Mina. Dr. Mina left her senior research position at Harvard University, and she went to Nepal and was able to teach over 80,000 women how to read and write. And we sent funds so that they could do a tea house and some entrepreneurial ventures there in Nepal. This tea house is is set up so that they can come and read now that they know how to read and write. They can commune with their other sisters, just have a a cup of tea. Like we're we're both having tea right now, I know. (laughs) Just that, that being able to be a part of a sisterhood and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself and be able to support each other has just been such an incredible blessing. That's really incredible work that you're doing. Thank you. I didn't understand the scope. Um, thank you for sharing that because I, I do think there are a lot of people that would really love to get plugged into something like this that want to either just personally be a part of it or um, have their business work together uh, in conjunction yeah. to, to also leverage for resources that they have um, to improve these projects or push them forward or absolutely new ones. One of the women is in Zambia, and she came to us saying that her son, Ivan, was stuck at home during the COVID, like so many of us are, um, but he is a nonverbal autistic child. And so I quickly set them up with the women here from the Autism Caring Center, um, namely uh, Catherine Hughes and Kelly Kane, and we were able to procure the funds for an iPad for him with all of the curriculum and apps that he needed all the way in Zambia from our people here in Pittsburgh recommending what what he needed. The the board of directors for the Global Sisterhood all just stepped up and they were like, we don't even need to do a fundraiser. Let's just pull some money and let's get this kid what he needs to learn and be able to communicate. And for me as a former special ed professor and teacher, that was just profound. One of my turning points and memories. Can I tell a little story? Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay, so one of one of my biggest turning points was when I was very young. 
So when I was 12 years old, I went and I volunteered. I I saw this little girl, Becky, and she was just making the, the most, to me, soothing noises, like grunting, kind of strange noise and spinning, so, sort of a sing-songy noise. And she was fascinating to me. And I said to the teacher that I was volunteering with, can I try to, to teach Becky how to talk? And she, this woman, oh my God, she was, she was so burnt out. She was like, Whoa. don't work with this kind of kid. They'll teach, they'll make you drink. Like they, that's how burnt out. <laughs> she was like, okay, fine. I, you can have this little coat closet and you can set it up as a little mini classroom for her and you can, you can work with her in there. So I did. And every day when I would come in, I was, I was volunteering like eight hours a day, five days a week during the summer at 12 years old. I was a little bonkers, but I loved these kids. So I'm sitting there with her and we went back and forth. And as you know, I'm also a singer. So I, all that I could tap into after I tried everything else that I knew in my little 12 year old brain, how to, to work with them was using vocal techniques. So I took my hand in front of my face and and I made a sound. I was like, huh. and then I put my hand up to her mouth and she'd go, huh. and we would go back and forth. And this went on for days and weeks and weeks and weeks. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get through to her to really utter that word. And then one day I walked in, I sat down in our little makeshift classroom and I went, huh. and I said the noise. And then she went, huh. low. <gasps> Oh, so and beautiful. I, <laughs> freaking amazing. Like I cried, she cried, but, and then, and then we went on and just give me two more seconds for this because the most amazing turning point for me really relates back to how I am as a mother and a teacher. And I was able to be there when she said hello to her mother for the first time. So that was a beautiful, beautiful blessing. So that that's where where it all all began for me with the the giving back and the the loving to to help people achieve their dreams, even if it is just to be able to say hello. Well, that is such a special story. Thank you so much. And and as a special needs mom myself, I really am so grateful for people like you who um, look at our children and love them. (laughs) <laughs> they just I, love <laughs> I really am appreciative. You know, you're telling this story about you being 12. When did your life kind of start to become outrageous? And was there a point at which <laughs> you kind of had a light bulb go on? Other than this moment of caring for someone when you're 12 and kind of realizing that your passion was helping people or teaching people, is there any other moment that you can put your finger on where you feel like you really shifted? From the Inspiring Lives with Dr. Shelley television show to the Empowering Women radio show that was syndicated at 120 radio stations across the world to Inspiring Lives magazine, of course, and my books. Just being able to go out and, and meet the people that are truly making a difference in the world has been profound for me. I remember going and meeting Mary Kay Hoodhood and interviewing her for my book, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Planet. And she was just mind-blowing to me. She was a woman who had a friend who was a principal of a school's 
And the principal caught these kids rummaging through a dumpster. And she said, what are you doing? And they said that they were looking for dinner. And Mary Kay just decided that at that moment that she was going to find a way to feed all the kids. And this was in Detroit, Michigan, after the the car plants Mm -hmm. had closed down. And she created this whole warehouse and kids food basket enterprise that feeds thousands of kids a day in the Detroit school district. Now, that would be enough for like most people. You'd be like, oh, my God, that's incredible. She's amazing. But the reason that Obama gave her an incredible award in front of the world was that she does it all from her wheelchair because she is a quadriplegic. She was in a bad car accident. And even though her body doesn't work the same way as as we do, she was able to use that incredible brain and ability to rally other people around a mission. And when I was there in Michigan interviewing her in the warehouse, watching everybody from little kids to elderly people putting together these lunch bags, and they're all decorated. They have beautiful children's drawings on each and every lunch bag that goes out. It was amazing to to be able to be a part of it. Talk about living outrageously. My gosh. You know, (laughs) on those days where we feel like we have no spoons for anyone, it just gives you perspective. <laughs> it really, really does. It really does. And she'll she'll say that to you, American Hood Hood. She'll say, look, if I could do it from this wheelchair, you could do it. Oh my gosh. And you know, there are so many heroes like that and so many inspirational people. I have like a huge long list of people that I consider inspirational to me. And frankly, you are on that list for me. I love I love oh, looking at you. the work that you do. And I, I think we have a lot in common also because we both are entertainers. Yeah. So there's yes. that piece. And <laughs> we love getting glammed up and we love photo shoots and we love you know, talking to people and interacting and helping people network and all of that. But so I would love to know, obviously you just mentioned Mary Kay, but are there any other mentors or outrageous influences that you have that you still continue to look to? Oh my God. I have so many people I look to (laughs) that are incredible. I mean, you met Eileen Gruba at the Global Gala. I just, I find her to be amazing. You know, what she's, she's been able to do in Hollywood, not letting her disability limit her abilities in any way. My, my mother, my mother's freaking amazing. I just think she's incredible. Um, She ran the local theater when I was growing up and she's a writer and just a very artistic, beautiful, intelligent soul. And she's always just taught me to to be myself and do it up proud and loud. I'm just thinking back to one of the amazing cabaret galas that I did to raise money for the Homeless Children's Education Fund. We did all these huge, big production Broadway numbers, and uh, we did He Had It Coming from <laughs> Chicago. And so my mom, the the ultimate director, helped us with our roles as, you know, these like sassy killers. So. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. She's always just been in my corner and I I just pray that I can be as good a mom as she is because she's amazing. 
and she has just lived her legacy out loud, which is what I'm always trying to do as well, and just do it while I'm still alive. That's that's a huge role model for me in my life. And I mean, I I literally like I'm like looking at my Common Threads trilogy, and like there's a hundred women in there, and there's over a thousand women in the Global Sisterhood. There's so many women I could talk about. Sister Zeph in Pakistan, mm. I think she's absolutely amazing what she's been able to do teaching originally she was teaching on a dirt floor with tents made out of old sheets with holes in them in her courtyard of her home because inspired women in the global sisterhood were able to step up with funding they now have a beautiful brick and mortar school and she was able to sort of skype in for our global gala so that everybody could meet her it's just there's so many incredible women out there that are just doing it just making Making it happen and lifting up their community and the global community. So it's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing out there. That is beautiful. And talking about your mom a second ago, you were talking about legacy and like living legacy yeah. out loud. And, you know, I find uh, maybe it's my age. <laughs> but <laughs> You're young. What are you well, talking about? Well, you know what? Straight up in the last couple of years, I mean, I've fought cancer twice and we've had a pandemic, oh, right? My. So so it puts yes, a lot exactly. of things in perspective really, really quickly. Totally. And so yeah. I find myself thinking a lot about not just my why, I guess, but what do I want to leave behind? How do I want the world to be different when I'm done with it? <laughs> you know, when I've left a little, uh, a little mark. And for me, I feel like it is so much this idea that I want women to find freedom in so many different ways, mm-hmm. whether that's to explore and pursue their dreams or to live authentically and not in somebody's box that's been created for them to be accepted and to experience fairness in society. You know, there are so many different components to it. And so I've been spending a lot of time with vision. You know, you have your fingers in so many different pies and are making such a huge difference. I'd love to know what Dr. Shelley's outrageous vision is. And, oh my goodness. And, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, I guess, but I'm just curious, is there a big passion project or outrageous dream or something that you're really hoping is kind of your legacy? Well, I think the Global Sisterhood is my legacy. I think that Inspiring Lives magazine is my legacy. I think that the connections that I have made with so many women around the world and Gravity Water just connected with me. They make water clean by using gravity in these huge tubs. And he's now going to connect up with Dr. Mina, who I was telling you about in Nepal, who was just telling me that she's got issues with water there. And these kiddos are going to sleep without having any water. Throughout the day, I'm making constant connections so that it's not just me having to run around the world trying to to make things happen. It's the people that that I can connect with their own visions and missions. And then they go off and it's like a tree, like I could be part of the roots, but then it branches off and then all the leaves and so many people around the globe are being helped through my legacy right now. And I can only imagine what will happen down the road. And I think that's why when I had my classroom, I loved having my classroom, but I thought bigger. 
I knew it was bigger. I knew that there were more people out there that needed my help and my support and just my connections because I love to make those connections for people. And I love to see what happens. You you were there at the Global Gala, one of the Global Galas, and I think that you witnessed so many incredible connections being made and those have forged many, 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 many nonprofits and businesses and lifelong friendships. So my legacy is in all the women that are out there doing for their communities. And that just fills my heart up with blessings and joy. That's fantastic. And and I, yes, I can attest to that. I have friends that I made that I am still in touch with that we sat together at dinner Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> that night. Yeah. We, I believe that we were in the line of fire for the lettuce that came flying <laughs> from the dragon during the entertainment. Seeing <laughs> that, that is living outrageously. <laughs> Having a Chinese dragon spit lettuce at you during a gala while you're in a ball gown. That is, that is living, really. It, it was, you know, it was pushing us right to that very, very edge of outrage, outrageousness. Uh, no, it was hilarious. Oh, so my yeah, we, we all kind of bonded over that immediately. I love yeah, it. And the gala was, it was such a huge uh, testimony to your networking and, and just the, the beauty of the sisterhood. So I would love at this point to talk a little bit about how obviously people can get plugged into the sisterhood, yeah. right? I mean, that's something that they can do and we'll put all that information in the show notes Wonderful. so people can, can go and, and click through and everything. But what about what is happening in these micro communities, right? So right now it's kind of such a strange time because we're all isolated in a lot of ways from each other. And and our communities have gotten smaller mm-hmm. just because of that. You know, like we're, we're much more in tune with who's in our local neighborhood versus a bigger, grander scale. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on how we can support each other and make change locally even right now. Is there something that you think that people can do from their homes? Is there something that you would do if you had a smaller, (laughs) if you didn't have all the hats that you were wearing (laughs) and you were focused more locally, you know, what would you tell people uh, to try? I think reaching out and figuring out who is in need right now. I think people are feeling very isolated. A lot of them used to have jobs and don't have them anymore. One of our hashtag pop-up giving projects was to help support Jackie Page, who has the Solo Cafe here in McKees Rocks. And we did a big donation to her, and she has been able to feed hundreds. And I think yesterday she fed 650 children whose parents lost their jobs due, due to COVID and don't, don't have a way of bringing in the money and putting food on the table. And I can only imagine what that must feel like to not be able to put food on the table for my children. Yeah. So I think looking around you and seeing who could really just use that extra platter of food that that you have made for um, your family and you could just drop it off with a little card and just say, you know, thinking about you, you're not alone. 
I mean, I, I look at Mr. Ken, <laughs> which is what we call my husband, and <laughs> right. I'm just amazed that he's he's able to continue to give back even after working these incredibly long days and some of them on the COVID floor and, and he's figuring out who needs the help and making it happen. And he does it so quietly. Like my parents and my husband are like the ultimate sneaky philanthropists. (laughs) Like they, you would never know how much they're giving and doing if I didn't have such a big mouth, (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, and that's, that's great. Like there are people that do it that way. I am loud and proud about it because I tend to, to be able to bring other people into how to make it happen. And of course, like if you are giving to the Global Sisterhood financially, that is going to help us with our pop-up giving projects. And we have been able to support everybody from Sisters Place to a, a woman who was homeless in downtown Pittsburgh and slipped and fell on the ice. And she was actually pregnant. And within 24 hours, we had created a whole pop-up giving baby shower. We went over there with everything from a baby shower cake to all the supplies that she needed to take care of her baby. And then we found her the resources that she needed within Pittsburgh to be able to not only survive, but to thrive. I I think that if you're looking for an organization that has a proven track record for helping those locally and globally, when there is a true need, then I would suggest looking into giving to the Global Sisterhood and donating to the Global Sisterhood so that we can continue to meet those needs when they pop up. Thank you for that. And I think one of the most beautiful things about the Global Sisterhood, and we keep singing its praises because there are praises (laughs) to sing, (laughs) but I just had a conversation yesterday with one of my best friends about this concept of what you call the the sneaky philanthropy <laughs> and we were talking about the merit of actually being public about it and you know i think you know for those of us that were raised in the church and you know the message yes. is you know the right hand versus the left hand and them not knowing what the other one's doing and etc cetera, etc cetera, you know you get right, this message right. that um being public about giving is taboo, right? Like it's not a good thing. And so we, we had a whole conversation about the, the beautiful benefits of people being able to witness what service looks like. Mm-hmm. I think for some people who Absolutely. you know aren't actively plugged into a faith community or something like that, that there's great opportunity to model for other people what it looks like to care for another human being and what it looks like to support projects and things like that. And the Global Sisterhood and the work that you're doing seem to me like a beautiful model of compassion and how we can act as human beings and treat each other as allies and with respect and elevating everybody from, you know, a special needs child to a homeless woman. You have a whole wide variety of projects that the Global Sisterhood touches. Absolutely. And particularly during this time, there's so much need. And we've been really blessed that we haven't had to turn away many people when they they have these needs. Just because we have such incredibly empowered, wonderful leaders around the world that are able to kind of pick up the call and, and take it and run with it. I mean, and people know that 
we're going to tap into their gift. With with you being an entertainer, like you and no idea if you're going to end up being one of the stars of the show down the road. <laughs> we're always tapping into those things that people are, are good at and what they bring to the table and being able to really spotlight that. And I think it is important to spotlight it. Not everybody's comfortable with that. I have gotten so many ears full over the years <laughs> for, you know, being the one that, that's out there, you know, tooting the horn of, we raised $100,000 for a homeless children's education fund, which is amazing. But then there are people that are like, shouldn't you have done that quietly? And I'm like, if I did it quietly, I wouldn't have raised that much money because people wouldn't have gotten on board with me and brought their gifts and talents and their funds to the table because they wouldn't have known about it. You can write a billion books, but if nobody knows about it, then they're not reading it and it's not helping anybody's life. So for me, I have to be not as <laughs> and and there's nothing wrong. I think we're yeah, going there's nothing the wrong with either model, right? I mean, it, truly. Um, and for some people, it's very personal. It's like almost yeah. a, a spiritual act of giving, and mm-hmm. and for other people, it's let's do this. <laughs> you know, come on, gang, bat signal. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, so let's segue. I always ask everybody to give me what I call Dr. Shelley's outrageous advice. <laughs> so Ooh. what I like to find out is, you know, what's one outrageous thing that you've tried in your life that you think that other people could also try to live more outrageously day to day? Ooh, to live more outrageously day to day. I think that they just need to, oh, man, my, my brain is going at 4 billion different places. All right. Well, <laughs> let's throw some things out. Let's, like, what what you got? Oh, my God. Like, so my brain is going everywhere from um, the, my Broadway belter side of, you know, there there was a time when my kid was in kindergarten and she told the teacher when I was doing one of these galas, she told the teacher, she was like, my mom really has to um, d- dress in very little clothes and she dances to help her homeless kids. <laughs> it's outrageous. It's outrageous. That's outrageous. <laughs> but meanwhile, she had been going to, you know, the rehearsals and, and watching mommy do do her cabaret act that was raking in the dough to, to help the homeless ones education fund. Um, so I think that you just kind of have to just go with it. I think you need to find out whatever your gift and talent is and just belt it out. Hey. Sing out Louise as, as <laughs> Gypsy. So yes, I, I think, I think that whatever your passion is, you just need to tap into it and just do it bigger than life and let the world see it. Do it authentically, be real, and just have fun with it. I mean, life, we've only got one. You might as well have some fun with it and do what is your true passion. And for me, it's always been about raising the money and helping the people and educating and being my over-the-top, overly everything (laughs) kind of person. (laughs) 
whatever that it means to you, I think you should do it and live outrageously. All right. One more thing. So I want to give you the opportunity to tell us or, or give a shout out to your most outrageous supporters or fans or whoever that might be friends and just give you the opportunity to say hey to them. Oh my goodness. Okay, I know well, it's a long I, list. <laughs> that's a really, really crazy long list. Um, I would just say, you know, my my global sisterhood board right now with, you know, Valerie Lurch is my VP and um, we've got some newer board members coming on and those people that kind of had my back during the, the tricky times of pulling all this together. I have big picture and big, big over the topness. And then I need people that get the intricacies and the details and can put that together. So I want to thank all of those people that are out there that do that for me and and keep me sane. And my son is right now dancing in front of me. I'm on a podcast love. Hey, <laughs> so I'm going to give a, a shout out to the Jake man. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, buddy. Uh, it is me, Jacob, Dr. Shelley's son. Hello, she, Dr. Shelley. My mom is telling me to tell you to live outrageously. That's fabulous. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> So a little impromptu Jake man, live outrageously pluck. There you go. Thank you so much. Tell him that I said thanks from the bottom of my heart. I will do that. All right. So, so let's wrap it up. But uh, how can any new supporters or followers or fans connect with you, find out more about your book or the global sisterhood, uh, or just follow your glamorous pictures? <laughs> On Instagram, I'm Dr. Shelley. If you want to find all of the above, you go to ShellyHipsky.com. It has links to GlobalSisterhoodOnline.org. It has links to my Empower You Masterclass information, Inspiring Lives Magazine, book, keynote speaking, all the things. That's perfect. Thank you so much. It has been a huge honor to have you here today. Wonderful. It has been a blessing for me to be able to chat with you. And I'm so, so proud of you for everything that you've been able to conquer in the last few years. And I know it hasn't been easy and you just keep on living outrageously. I'm proud of you. Well, you are always welcome anytime you want to come back on the show. Thank you so much. And thank you for teaching us to live a little more outrageously. Well, outrageous friends, it has been my honor and my pleasure to have you here today. I hope that you took away some outrageous ideas for your own life. If you enjoyed yourself, make sure that you are subscribed to Live Outrageously with Lady Grey on whatever your podcast app is. You can also connect with me personally on Facebook at facebook.com slash outrageousladygrey or on Instagram at lady.gray. Also be sure to check out our podcast website at www.liveoutrageously.com. Once again, this is Lady Grey encouraging you to go out and live outrageously. <laughs>